Welcome back to The Trade. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting, liking, and subscribing. I really appreciate y'all, and I really love the feedback, and I like seeing the Apple Podcast reviews. You guys are awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, again, for the feedback. I love seeing the banana cats. It blows my mind seeing it every episode we post. Thank you again. How are you, G? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm actually really, really good. Good. When everybody hears this, I'll be back from Miami right yep because this will be the 24th one i will won't be able to tell you guys all the fun stuff i did until the next one so make sure you listen to the next one if you guys want to know how that trip went i'm sure she's gonna have all kinds of crazy stories she's with jenna it's gonna be be fun (laughs) it'll be a lot of fun yeah do you want to get into this one yeah go for it all right so i'm sure everyone is pretty much at least heard or watched some parts or all of it of the uh it was called inside the mind of a killer the life of aaron hernandez is that what it was i honestly didn't know shit about him i didn't know that he was that big of like a superstar i think i'm gonna let g explain the crime a little bit more it's uh i honestly kind of find the doc kind of boring It was a little boring, but because I think it was to me just because it was repetitive, I didn't focus on what, like the stuff I wanted to hear. But Aaron Hernandez, he was a convicted murderer and American football tight end for the New England Patriots. His career came to an abrupt end in 2013 after his arrest and conviction of the murder of Odin Lloyd. So let's talk about that for a second. That's such a tragic uh, story. I mean... I couldn't imagine hearing that my fellow teammate had been murdered by another teammate, you know? Well, they Let's were, Odin, Odin Lloyd was the one that was dating the, uh, this, the, this, this, the other sister, correct? There was the Jenkins sisters they were dating. So, he, yeah. So Hernandez mm-hmm. was already a professional athlete at that time. And yeah. Odin, Odin was a semi-pro. And the sad thing is the semi-pro guys actually pay to play. Like it's all right. for heart. Mm-hmm. it's all yeah. for heart and True. the the thing that got me the most was the his buddy the all his interviews the guy with the long hair that was a semi-pro i mean you could see him tear up talking about it. and he was talking about how odin was basically trying to get away from that actual whole street life type thing and he ended up getting killed by a guy pretending to be part of it right and then i remember <clears throat> excuse me how they were saying that Hernandez was, uh, he had lied about his upbringing, and he actually grew up in, in a really you know, great home I, and great good neighborhood, right? And, yeah, I believe it's at least the high school's Bristol High School. I think the town's name is Bristol. It's in Connecticut. It's like a very like middle upper middle class, picturesque type neighborhood. He was you know the college or the high school athlete type thing. Right. So he he didn't have you know a hard life. Besides the things that he was probably dealing with inside and stuff, but his family life and surroundings in the neighborhood, it was not as bad as how Odin grew up. Well, I mean, people have similar situations worse and better than his and don't end up doing the crimes that he does. And those, those exactly. are the, I felt like the documentary the whole time 
instead of placing most of the blame on Aaron Hernandez, who did everything, they were trying to hyper-focus on his sexuality, which I was like, okay, I get it. It's crazy that he was gay, but it hyper-focused on that. And then there was a weird focus on weed. Did you notice that? <laughs> there was yeah. just like all these weird, like, what does that even have to do with it? They, they had a Those were the two things bonded. that was really repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was... <laughs> It was strange, but I did I did really actually enjoy all the interviews with all the victims, friends and family. Like it's sad to say enjoy, but they, they were the, those were the most intriguing parts to me of the entire thing. I think it probably could have been cut in half. There's a lot of <laughs> stuff they could have cut out. It was it came in episodes, didn't it? Yeah, it was a three part. I feel yeah. like the third part, like there was parts of it that were good, but most of it could have just been left out. Yeah. And he was uh, recognized as an All-American at the University of Florida, and Hernandez was drafted by the Patriots in the fourth round of the 2010 NFL Draft alongside teammate Rob Gronkowski. He formed one of the league's most dominant tight end duos, becoming the first pair of tight ends to score at least five touchdowns each in consecutive seasons for the same team. He made one Super Bowl appearance also, I'm not much of a football fan, but I do enjoy like the Super Bowl. I do watch it if I'm around people that are watching it, but I'm not a diehard fan. So, you know, don't come after me. <laughs> They'll be more mad at me. I don't watch it at all. I don't want, I like the fact that it brings people together. It's something with age mm -hmm. that I've realized it's, mm -hmm. it's cool. It brings family and friends together, but I don't care <laughs> about it. Right, right. <laughs> Well, during the 2013 offseason, Hernandez was arrested and charged for the murder of Odin, a semi-professional player who was dating the sister of Hernandez's, Hernandez's fiancé. Following his arrest, Hernandez was immediately released by the Patriots. He was found guilty of the first-degree murder in 2015 and sentenced to serve life in prison without the possibility of parole, and which is what should happen if you murder someone. And while on the trial for Lloyd's murder, he was also indicted for the 2012 double homicide of Daniel de Abreu and Safiro Furtado, but he was acquitted after a 2017 trial. Days after being... Go ahead. And that, and that was the one that got him like looped into this weird legal law in Massachusetts where they were like able to claim abatement because... Um... Hernandez killed himself shortly after that, right? During the second trial. And because of right. that, some weird, it's like called a common law. It's like an old school law that they took it off of it kind of because of this case. But because he was in, in, in appeal, he was able to basically get the charge drop. And his hope was that they could use it to, I don't know, sue the NFL or I don't know what he was, what his whole mind behind that was. But it was really strange that a law was able he was able to get one conviction dropped by committing suicide. But it did get reinstated later on. Yeah, that is, that's crazy. It's a crazy situation. Because like you said, days after being acquitted of the double homicide, Hernandez was found dead in his cell. I mean, nobody, I don't, I don't know, nobody would expect Hernandez to do that, I think. And I think in the documentary, people were surprised as well. But they thought that Hernandez had... It, things and anger going on inside from being gay well, that was the well the other thing too i mean the sexuality thing that the the big thing i thought they did do a great job of was bringing a focus to cte the mm -hmm. how do you say that chronic traumatic encephalopathy i think that's how you say it yeah and then they donated his brain after all that 
and they yeah. did they were able to find that he had crazy advanced stages of it which i'm not telling people to not to take away youth sports or anything like that i just found it mm -hmm. very interesting that he did have like very very advanced case of this and i that was that was i guess also one of the things that bugged me they tried to use that as a cop-out that's why he did these things but i it, it could have been maybe his decisions could have it could have affected those yeah i it's deep and he's not here anymore so it's like it's a lot of assumptions i feel like well, a lot of a, people assuming well it's the same so. thing with the uh because they did a brain scan on robin williams brain after right. he died and they mm -hmm. found out he it, the type of disease he had is related to parkinson's and it's some type of protein that grows on the brain and they're only able to identify it after the person dies and like every case everyone commits suicide yeah, mm. yeah there's a joe rogan had uh bobcat goldwith uh, it was rob williams best friend on he talks about it about all that and it's just That's interesting deep. it's it's interesting because we're learning more about the brain and i don't know i'm not saying it's an excuse for things but it is interesting how we're finding out reasons behind some behaviors mm. Yeah, it's better than not knowing. And I think it's, if anything, it's just really good information because who would have thought that th that was possible to find something and not even be able to find it until after someone was dead? Like, I never knew that. that I just learned something new today, <laughs> you know? Yeah, apparently, there's quite a few diseases that you really can't detect till after death. And that's those ones, that's I guess. That's crazy. That, yeah, yeah. Scary, kind of. But uh, Aaron Hernandez's death, it was ruled a suicide by hanging. Uh, his conviction for Lloyd's murder was initially vacated under the doctrine of abatement, what you said, because Hernandez died during his appeal. Um, so what do you think if that didn't happen? Like, what do you think what should have happened? Do you think that he should, it should have gotten appealed or no? Well, I don't think that they should have ever put uh, Odin's family through that whole process of the killer getting the charges dropped when everybody knows he did it. But at the same right. time, this is going to sound really brutal, but he's not milking off the taxpayers anymore. He kind of did everyone a little bit. It's like he took the trash out himself. I mean, it right. sounds really horrible, but it he was a terrible human. He, I mean, he might have been a wonderful father. There's interviews with children of serial killers that talk about their father being wonderful but he was a pretty shitty right. human like i don't i don't know people I, I don't know what about you oh man i don't know i think hearing everything i just think he deserved what what he got which was prison and what he did to himself i don't think anybody should do so i don't know it's a sticky situation i just don't think that that should have happened but him getting an appeal for committing suicide no because he still did it i i wonder i don't remember if they talked about it or not but did they discuss any theories on how he got that idea i don't remember that at all did like the lawyer the, the using abatement because <clears throat> i know they brought up about like people talked about him discussing like the child and the mother being able to sue the nfl for the ct and covering up his actions and things like that he I, I i don't know the whole thing confuses me sometimes it just well here let's listen to this um 
<clears throat> People were describing Hernandez as being strangely content while in jail, an attitude that confounded his fiance Shania Jenkins. He told his mother that I've been the most relaxed and less stressed in jail than I have out of jail. He was, however, punished on multiple occasions for breaking prison rules, including screaming and banging on his cell door. Over the course of his four years behind bars, he increasingly turned to the Bible and became more religious. Prison officials seemed to turn a blind eye to Hernandez's drug use and neglected to safeguard their famous inmate. Hernandez could speak to Jenkins on the phone and often twice a day, but she was facing perjury charges related to his arrest. He only saw his daughter when Jenkins' mother brought her to visit. While in prison, he was reconciled with his own mother from whom he had been estranged for for many years. So hearing this, that he was just content with being in jail and didn't really, I think he just kind of put on a facade. I think that's a lot, what a lot of people do. Is that the word? Facade? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look, he put on a facade his whole life. I mean, even with yeah. his sexuality. So. Yeah. And I think especially in jail. And I, I remember in the documentary when he was talking to his mom and he was being very. He's mean to his mom, like Aaron Carter's mean. <laughs> not only mean to his mom but it sounded like he was being homophobic like you know he did that too when he was talking to uh his wife when they were talking about uh the transgenders in jail because he was he was calling them the things which they do they do call them yeah. stuff like that but uh but he just it, and he kind of sounded angry when he would talk about those things and so hearing that he was content and just like blah 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 just like it, people hold a lot back there's something else i wanted to bring up that i think that i always find it weird that always got overshadowed was that the the man he murdered odin was dating his wife's sister mm -hmm. and it's that that whole situation that whole family's crazy and messed up but i mean with everything presented it just i it shows you the psychology i guess of maybe trying to keep a family together when you have a child with someone but i mean just to stand next to him after all that presented to you to betray because like they made it sound like in their testimony like one of them like they weren't friends but you can see from the pictures they were super close it's deep and you just don't really know things unless you were to ask him i feel like well, i mean that's there's no way of that ever happening it's one of those things i mean that's why everybody, there'll probably be more documentaries on it i mean people will talk about it forever it's crazier than the oj case which is really strange because the oj case is fucking nuts but well people were pointing out that he had committed his crimes and then just went and played a football game and acted like nothing had happened like that is well, yeah, you can even see the uh, video of when he goes before he goes. It's like minutes before he goes and picks up Odin to kill him. He's like in the gas station, like singing and dancing. He goes and gets bubble gum. Mm. And then when he was hugging the guys after. Oh, yeah. Well, he was saying that he was terrified of him. And they showed that security footage of them passing his daughter around, which is really sad because like you see the monster actually be a, a, a glimpse of human with him when he's with his daughter right i just yeah it's sad it is it is sad i get why there's a documentary on it i just found the documentary itself a little bit a little bit boring but it is a, yeah. it is a crazy sad story we want to do touch on this aaron hernandez topic because we both watched the documentary and we're just very i don't know very interested in the story and what had happened and i if anybody in the comments 
uh, has any articles or any clips or anything that you can show us that we haven't seen or that wasn't in the documentary. If you want to message us and tell us your story, go ahead and do so. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting, liking, and subscribing. We'll catch you next time. Banana cats.